0: Back for Arfield, what a Burnley.
1: Scott Arfield, he's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Oh, what a goal, what a goal from Robbie Blake. Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very,
0: very special. Wade Elliott has that change of pace, and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann, and the follow-up finds the night. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Claritin Blue. Oh, goodness me! What a goal from Patterson!
1: If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that. Pure quality. goes by Conroy, no time for a winner baby. John Francis, they
0: came to York in their thousands, they're going home as champions. I mean if there's any
1: justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner, swung right in there, ball in there, yeah! Yeah! Michael, come Oh, that's get justice, on! that is justice, that they have stadium! Burnley are level and deserve to be.
0: Hello, everybody. And welcome back to the latest episode of the TurfCast podcast full-time show with me, Joe Rebond, after our uh, impressive... Is it too much to say? Impressive win against Bristol City at Turf Moor yesterday, of course. The first half goal from Manuel Benson was cancelled out by former Claret Nacky Wells, who seemed to take some joy in it. And I've got no complaints with that. A little bit of a celebration, although I don't think it's us that he needed to prove wrong. It's a certain Sean Dash. Um, I do think he'd do well in our system now, anyway, but that's a different story. Um, but then a brilliant header in the second half from shit Andy Carroll, uh, Jay Rodriguez uh, nestled into the bottom corner uh, giving the Claras all three points and Caesars go up to fourth. Now get your comments in on the game and things like that because there is just one guest today so I'm going to do it a little bit differently this week because Sam does need to shoot and I will be bringing Sam in pretty soon so I'm not going to chat for as long as I normally chat. I'm going to bring Sam in in just a couple of minutes, uh, less than that actually. Uh, but get all your comments in, Get let us know your thoughts on the game yesterday, let us know how you thought we played your thoughts on the man of the match, which obviously we'll touch on later on. Um, I think there's probably only like one real person that you can give it to. Although Some people have put a case forward for somebody else, I reckon, who did get man of the match on a certain website. Um, but for me, I think it's obvious. I think most people give it to a, a particular person. But um, yeah, get your comments in. Let us know your thoughts on the game, the performance. And I am going to discuss the season so far, because people say the Football League table, or any table, the football table, should I say, uh, starts taking shape after 10 games. It's been 10 games. So the table is starting to take shape and it is looking very, very nice. Burnley are sitting pretty. But Sam, like I said, I'm going to bring you in. There he is on your screens now, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing, mate? I'm not bad, mate. Are you? Yeah, I'm very good now. All the better now. Obviously, we got the three points yesterday. Um, yeah. But yeah, what what did you make of that performance then yesterday? I
1: thought I thought first half we we started well and then we dipped, and yeah. then in the second half I, I thought we were almost faultless. I thought everything ticked in the second half. Midfield were great. Um, defensively, we just we ate everything up. Um, and and Chir Rodriguez. I mean, oh my god, he is he is. The best striker in the championship. He is unbelievable.
0: Some finish, weren't it? Some finish, it and it's quite quite ironic actually because we do this thing where we we get it out wide and we we're quite reluctant to put balls in. That seems to be the case anyway. So many times I'm shouting, just stick it in the box. Because I do. I like a good cross. And I think yesterday showed why I like a good cross. Um, But Goodmerson, instead of fanning about with it and tippy-tapping it into the box, not that there's anything too wrong with that. In certain situations, I do like that. But he, he just put the ball in, Jay got the header, bottom corner, beautiful.
1: I think there, there, there will be something in that Um, with regards to the tippy-tapping with the ball. If we're trying to work his way into the box all game, they the defenders then start to set for that type of attack because if you yeah. do it over and over and over again, defenders start to get wise to it which is why we it kind of wasn't working too much up until that point and then all of a sudden Goodmanson comes on and we were talking a few weeks ago about positive substitutions and I felt like a, a, when we played in the Preston game, the substitutions were like for like. There was no yeah. difference in the player that we, we brought on. This time round, bringing. Uh, bringing Goodmanson on, changed the dynamic of that side and he then cut back, got that crossing and and obviously Jay's there. But that's that's how Jay scored so many goals for us before and working to his strengths is a huge advantage for him.
0: Yeah, and obviously us as well, a great goal. Um, you mentioned the dip in the first half there. I think I'll just quickly throw my tuppence in. I thought, again, similar to you, we should have been 3-0 up after 15. Uh, like I said on the 62nd review, sorry, I'll reword that. We could have been 3-0 up. We should have been 2-0 up. I don't know what's happened to Teller uh, <laughs> when it, when he's missed that chance. I have no idea what's gone on there, but all's well that ends well. Um but then then the dip came and then I was a little bit anxious, not gonna lie. I'm thinking, oh for God's sake, here we go again, you know, got the goal, been pegged back. And now they're sitting back in it, in us on the counter, and they're quite good going forward. I thought mm-hmm. they'd have offered a little bit more yesterday, but there was that chance where Mieritch um, came out and sort of like spread himself, uh, and, and yeah. after they knocked it across the six yard box, I thought that were in. I thought that's going in there. It's going yeah. to be two one this, and they're going to go in. What 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 do you think is causing this dip? Because it seems to be pretty much every game. We'll start the game very well. The t- the other team will grow into it, and then we're kind of on the back foot for the rest of the first half. Um. <laughs> It's a young team. We we have a lot
1: of young players and and, mm-hmm. and brand new players in a new system. And as much as they've been together, you know, some of them have been together since they've been in Portugal. Some have been, you know, through it all throughout. And some of them are a little bit, you know, more new to the group. Everything takes time. You've got to bed everything in. And as, as much as I, I, I do agree, th- these dips do need to stop. You're ten games in. You've lost one game. You're fourth in the table. Six points off the top of the league. Who are you? Six points off a team that are absolutely flying in the like they're beating everybody. Yeah, and you, you can't you can't grumble with with how we started. We've been we've been really good, but this this dip will fine tune out over time. Um, I think the main thing that I was happy with in this game was the game management side. We finally we've gone into a game where yeah we've had the dip but we've had the character to come back and make it 2-1 and then from there they never looked like other than the one chance towards the end um, that Howard Bellis kind of got in the way of they didn't really offer very much that was a theme throughout the majority of the game I thought I didn't think they offered when we were talking about it last week I thought they were going to Come out as all guns blazing. Yeah. You know, they kind of came out like a water pistol. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think they were, I didn't think they were perfect by any stretch. I
0: I agree. I was quite disappointed with them, to be Mm. honest. I I thought they'd offered a little bit more going forward. We've seen them scoring, you know, two goals at Norwich and and really putting teams to the sword. And yeah, they were unlucky with the one that were cleared off the line and the one where Murich made a save. But I just expected them to be a little bit more free flowing going forward. But maybe that's a credit to our defense.
1: I was just about to say, I think we we praised Preston for that. Um last week. I think it's what it's one of them things where you know, as much as we like to, we're an attacking team and we have attacking players and we like to talk about how good we are going forward and when it doesn't tick, that's the major talking point. In this situation, you have to give the defenders credit. I thought Bayer was brilliant. I thought yeah. he's he's come in and he just slots in there. And I think that that comes from, you know. Being from Mönchengladbach, one of the biggest teams in Germany, coming through their youth system, like you know, he's clearly a very intelligent and good centre back. Um, so I think I think that's more testament, to be fair, to us um, that we could manage to shut up shop against them.
0: Yep, fair enough. Get your comments in, like I said earlier in the show. If you are just joining us now, we always encourage comments. If you want to come on the show, there's always space as well. Uh, Johnny Von Trapp says, great win. It's all coming together. Roberts is getting too much criticism, though, in my opinion. Yeah, there does seem to be a bit of criticism aimed towards Roberts. I don't necessarily think... I'll put my tuppence in again here. I don't necessarily think it's the way he plays that annoys people. I think it's more his attitude that annoys people. There was uh, I've not seen any of these scenarios but just telling you what I've seen on social media from yesterday. Um apparently there was a scenario where uh, someone from the long side or the Bob lord or somewhere shouted something at him and he gave him like a wanker sign back. Um, and apparently, when we scored the second goal, all the lads celebrated, and he didn't. I think that's what's annoying people, mm-hmm. to be honest. As Matt Lawcock, who doesn't have his Twitter notifications turned on, says, his attitude is awful. Um, so I agree with Matt, though. I think it's I, I I do think it's his attitude more than his more than his performances. What do you think, Sam?
1: I think the way he plays. We talked. We talked about it with Vizor. He he constantly will be a six out of ten every game. He, he will. Mm. He doesn't do anything wrong. He doesn't do anything perfect. But what he does have is this unlikability. I don't even know if that's a word. But he, he now for me. He he like in the Millwall game. He might have had an injury, but the fans were for a home game. I have. I said I have a lot of criticism of. Of sometimes fans at Turf Moor seem to sit on their hands and you need to get behind the team, mm. that game was absolutely bouncing and even if you've got an injury he tried to walk down the tunnel and Brown had to grab him, That he, he he almost acts like a player that thinks he's bigger than us yeah. and I think that's what it is and like yesterday like I felt exactly the same, I saw him with that second goal and I just thought we've just gone 2-1 up in a game against a team that I've been absolutely shit at all year, like we've had a, a very good performance. All the lads celebrated. Go celebrate with the team. You isolate yourself not only to the players. You, he might not. Maybe they're in, they have a better relationship with him. But to us, from what we see from the outside, I saw that and I just thought, mate, just celebrate with your teammates. You've just gone 2-1 yeah. up. It is, it is annoying. I see where people yeah. come from with that. But I think as a player, you can't fault him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like you said, again, though, I do think a lot of the way he plays... Is down to the system. If you notice a lot of it, it's a case of he gets to halfway and people criticising him for this and he doesn't carry on going forward. He cuts back and he does it every single time. So for him to do that every single time, that tells me that he's probably been told to do that. Um but just touching back to the way he acts and stuff, and the fact th- you said you saw the thing yesterday about the goal, it makes it-I'm not saying this is this is the case, but it makes it look like he doesn't want to be here, doesn't it? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, it makes him look like you know. There's a huge contingent of players this season that managed to get their Premier League moves, like you know mm. McNeils and players like. That. And I almost feel like he's. I don't. I don't want to sound harsh, but like, like he feels that he deserves to be in that pack of people looking for Premier League moves. And I don't think his performances in the Premier League were even that good. I don't. I don't think he showed anything where teams could have turned around and said we're willing to spend. £10-15 on a on a wing-back. I don't think he did. Yeah. Just like this season, he's playing his role really well. But we wouldn't have spent £10 million pound on him. We got him at a cut price of £2.5 million pound in the final year of his contract. And, and that was a bargain at the time for a player of his quality. But he's never going to get a £10-15 move. And I, I, ju- I just think he plays like he thinks he's in that In that Dwight contingent and Tarkovsky contingent, where he feels, listen, we've got relegated. I shouldn't be in the championship. I've proven, you know, that I can, I'm a Premier League quality right back, but I don't think he's played, I don't think he's played to that standard. So I think that's why he's still here.
0: Yeah, to be honest, I completely agree with you. Uh, Matt Lowcock says he slows stuff down when we could break forward. People say he's been playing out of position, but he was in the box for the second one. He's not out of position at all. He basically put his head down when Jay, I presume that means scores. But um, yeah, there's a lot of debate about uh, Connor Roberts on the socials at the minute. So I do think some of it's a little bit unjustified, but I kind of get it at the same time, because as Matt says and we've said, I think it's more his attitude rather than his performances. Uh, Daniel Dixon's in the comments. He says we still we are still really new as a team think we will be a force this season up the clarets and that's a lot of thing that people are saying isn't it mate you've mentioned it yourself because i just i said something i can't remember what i said earlier in the show but you were like to say well you got to remember we are still a new team new team full of youngsters with a completely different ethos and everything isn't it so the fact that we're fourth at this stage of the season it we can only get better surely
1: yeah i mean you know at the start of the season i was very much one of those fans that had accepted. We've come down. It's now a rebuild. We've got rid of 13 players. I was hoping that the club would be not only active, but diligent in the market, not just yeah. looking at anybody, bringing anyone in. And I and I feel like the 16 signings that we've made, I am very happy with them. I think there was, like I said a few weeks ago, there, there is a contingent of Burnley fans. I see it all over Twitter that expect us to go 44 games, undefeated and, and 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 not have any blips in there whatsoever there is a lot of extremely good teams in this division and this is one of the hardest divisions to get out of the facts that we're fourth in the table currently we're on 17 points we've lost one game you can't you can't fault it at all we're in a playoff place you know the only thing i would say is we're in a pack of about 10 teams that are all within touching distance of each other but yeah you know,
0: it's going to be days? like that That early in the season, though, isn't it? Especially in a, a division like the Championship. But just speaking of that, and there's a comment come here from John Ingram, which uh, kind of touches on what you were saying. He says, good win, but I'm still concerned we aren't big or strong enough for this division. Set pieces and winning headers is, is poor. We need to improve quickly on them. And obviously, I presume, John, that's on the back of their goal, because it was a, a decent cross. Let's be fair. I thought it was a decent cross Um but a lot of people have seen that Murich flapped at it. I don't necessarily think it's Murich's fault. I think there's a lot of people on the front post, Marks and one of them, who just don't deal with it. And it goes through. For, for so many people, it was a crowded six-yard box. And for so many people to be on a six-yard box, for that ball to get through to Wells, to be able to put his foot on it like that, yes, maybe Murich, I think, could have done better, but he's crowded out. So I think, I think he's excused there for me. I think the people on the front post should have done better. What did you think about their goal?
1: Um, I, th- I thought it, were, it was an extremely sloppy goal to concede. I thought yeah. the timing was also horrendous. You know, we, we'd not only hit that dip, but we'd been in the dip for about 10 minutes and you could see us not really able to get string passes together, not really able to get anything going going forward. And then right at the end of it where you kind of, you kind of thought, we're starting to get a bit of rhythm back and, you know, we're starting mm-hmm. to get the ball out. And, and then all of a sudden, one cross and this score. We're going to concede set pieces this season. People need to understand it's going to happen. We're not a big team. We're, we don't have Tarkovsky and me getting the red. to every ball that comes in front of them. We're not that team anymore. We have 70% possession every game. We play the ball around the back. We tie teams out. We break them down. We move through the stages. We score goals. Every team has a weakness and our, our our weakness, unfortunately, this season is set pieces. We should be better, like you say, on the front post and having players in the box. But there is such a huge contingent of Burnley fans. There's a lot of them that back Merrich and there's a lot of them that also stick with him, even if he does do things wrong and can't see the bad that he does. But there is some that are so blinkered in the fact that he's such a bad goalkeeper and he doesn't do anything right. We could have been two one down chasing a game and not able to and not able to get back into it if you don't make that save. Yeah. He, he's he's a very confident goalkeeper. He needs the confidence of the fans. He's been very good for us so far. You concede goals in football, it happens. It is what it is. It's highlighted a lot more when you concede if you're a goalkeeper. So I can see why he gets some criticism sometimes, but it gets far too much for me. It was a sloppy goal in general. It wasn't just Murritch.
0: Yeah, I, I I do agree. I, th- I think it's more to do, as we've all said then, with the um, with the defending rather than the goalkeeper. But I guess they're a unit. But I know what you mean about this. There's some people so blinkered and there's some people so blinkered who... I, I always feel like there's a civil war brewing amongst Burnley fans. Yeah. There's always, w- whether it's about McNeil, about Murich, about the style of play, there's always something like, well... A certain player will get loads of criticism, unjustified. So then a certain set of fans will be like, well, this is out of order. I'm going to stick Mm -hmm. up for him. And then both sets of fans are just so blinkered like in the fact that they can't criticise or praise either way. Murich made a great save, as you said, late in the second half. If it wasn't for that, we're chasing the game. He made a decent one in the second half as well that I think, to be fair, we should be making. Mm -hmm. Um, But if it wasn't for that one late in the first half... Um, then, yeah, we're chasing the game and then they sit back. And as Stuart Rhodes says, some fans aren't happy unless they are mourning at something slash someone. And I think the fact that a lot of the criticism now seems to have moved on to Conor Roberts shows me that Mjordic is is kind of getting um, some people off their back a little bit. But we've mentioned the defence. You mentioned Bayer earlier on. Now, I I, I do want to touch on Bayer again. Now, I know you've said he, he played well, which I agree with. But my... Obviously, next part of this question is, what happens to Taylor now then, do you think? Can Taylor come back into this side and play out of position again? Or do we think that Bayer's played that well, he's got the position down as his own?
1: I I still think that position's totally up for grabs. I think you wouldn't Hmm. have seen Bayer for a while if Charlie didn't get injured. Hmm. Um, It's part of football, you know, players get injured, players fill in, players do well. And then you give your manager a headache with team selection. It's like we were saying about Scott Twine coming into the team. Like, where does he fit with the entire front three? Or should I say, you know, you've also got to add uh Goodmanson into there and and those types of players. And obviously Zaruri came on and he was unbelievable a game when he came on. These players are all fitting in. You're now you now seeing like five attacking players. Where does Twine fit in? But um back to Bayer. I think um I think I I don't mind seeing whoever there. I wouldn't I wouldn't be devastated if Charlie came straight back in any 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 straight back in. I don't think he's been bad this season. I think he just he gets caught out every now and then. But so did Ben Mee back in the day. You know he was yeah. he was never perfect in a game, but you know he 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 did enough to to you know get the backing of the fans. And I, I do think he's a good player. And I think playing out of position um, has to be taken into account. He's not playing. The left back role that he's played for four, five years since he's been here, he's he's had ten games or nine games at centre half, and and I think he's been really good. But I, I personally wouldn't mind seeing either of them if I saw him on the
0: on the starting lineup. I wouldn't be devastated either way. Yeah, I know we've spoken about it on the two shows you've already been on before, but it's just a testament just to show how how well the squad depth is, doesn't it? If we can have either Bayer or because back in the day, if Charlie, not Charlie Taylor, sorry, if Tarky or Ben B were injured, we'd all be thinking, oh, for God's sake, it's going to be Kevin Long or mm. this is before Nathan Collins and Nathan Collins came in and obviously he ended up being all right, but it just goes to show that how good the squad depth is now in pretty much all the positions. Cause even at central defense, we can have somebody slotting in nice and nice and easy. Now mm. Reliant Robin TV. When I first saw this comment, I thought it was a Bristol city fan. It's not, it's a Burnley fan, uh, but I just want to touch on what you mentioned then about Zorora cause Reliant Robin TV does mention it. He says, would love or she actually, I don't know. Uh, would love <laughs> to see us driving forward more with the quality we have. And the gaps in midfield, there's not always the need to play it wide or pass it back. Zorori showed that on the flank when he came on. And this, it was well, the same with Benson a few weeks ago, wasn't it? When Benson came on against, was it Millwall um, yeah. for JBG? He just got the ball and, and started driving it. I think that is going to be part of the plan. I think it is a case of tire them out playing this way, try and get it out wide or whatever. And then when they're tired, you know, we can, we can attack them.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know. I think the thing is we have a couple of players that are like for like, I think um, if Zaruri comes on for Benson, I think they're pretty similar because they both go at a man. Um, they're both um, they both able to dribble with the ball. They're both confident runners with the ball. I think Zaruri is quite different to Teller. Um, and I, the reason why I say that is because I think Teller is better in behind. He's better yeah. latching onto a ball. I don't think he's unbelievable at carrying the ball. He's very fast and he can easily knock it past you and reach the ball. But I don't think one-on-one against somebody, he always makes the right decision to go left or right. I always find he gets it a little bit stuck under his feet sometimes. But that's that's not his game. And I think that that's brilliant that we can get him in behind. But Zaruri can come on on that side. And then you have Benson and Zaruri on either wing. He is a special, special footballer. You see it in the way he gets the ball. He just takes it in his stride. And the first instinct is, I'm going to beat you because I know I'm better than you. I know I've got better feet than you. You're not going to be able to catch me. I'm past you. I'm gone. Ball's in the box. And If you could see that every game from him, it'd be fantastic. That shot that he had towards the near post was so close as well.
0: That fine margins on that day, that had been a glorious goal. Yeah, his, his feet are... I, I was, when I was a, I say a footballer with the very loosest of terms ever, <laughs> playing uptownly in, in the pissing rain or all sack or whatever, um, my thing that I never had was good feet. I was two, one of them typical two left feet sort of guys. So I would have just shoved it right back or centre back because I had a growth spurt before everybody else. And they were like, Ray, you do that, head the ball away, <laughs> kick people and we'll let the people who could play football do well. But so that's why I, when I see a player with good feet, like Zororah, I'm just, I'm just in awe of them. So I'm like, how are you yeah. doing this? And and he's one of them players, like he said, there was a shot where the keeper made the save and it was so close. I think it might have even been sneaking in. Good save in the end. Um, and then there was a little bit where he was running at the player and the player tried to shield him off it with his strength, but he somehow got around because he's so agile and just flicked mm-hmm. it back into the box. Ultimately, it came to nothing, but it just shows how... How, how, how good he is, and Harry makes a good point here, and, and it brings it on to the next question. He says he's going to give VK a headache picking a starting eleven when everyone's fit, but it's a good problem to have. Now I've had a, I've had a pre question because. You can do that. If you're not going to watch the show and you like to watch it every week, you can send us a pre-question and I'll read it out. It's from Quill to Debarra. Uh, he says, Zorori looks a very creative player. Could we play him in a central role to give Brownell a rest at times, maybe? like Where does Zorori fit into this side? Because I do think he'd work quite well in that number 10, but at the minute you can't drop Brownell and then you've got Scott Twine to come into it. Or are you more akin to having him on the wings and, and maybe starting him? Because I think he's probably done enough to to, to be knocking on the door and, and at least be in the debate for a start.
1: I think um I think it'd be good to see both sides of the coin. I think when Twine's back, I think it'd be brilliant to see Twine in a central role, Zaruri on the left, and then either swap it at half time or or do do it differently the next time they both play, see who plays better where. I think Zaruri does everybody had said from where he came from that he looked like he could be a striker because he played the first like kind of four or five games of the season up front. I don't think he looks like he has that kind of movement. I don't think he looks like he has the striker's instinct to get on the end, which is why I think we're perfect with Rodriguez. It's just keeping him fit. Um, I think he looks a lot better on on the wing. I think he looks 10 times better on the wing because he has the ability that Benson does to get us into the box from from the wing, get it across the box. And because Jay is so clinical, he will latch onto him. But I'd love to see Twine in that central role. I really would. Honestly, I can't even explain to you
0: how excited I am to see that bloke. He is such a good footballer. I am excited, but we've got to discuss what Alex James or was it... um, He's going to fucking kill me if I forget his name. Now, the athletic lad. Um, Can't believe I've forgotten his name. Uh, Andy Jones, sorry, Andy, if you're listening, uh, he has been on. he has been on the show like four or five times. Um, they both tweeted yesterday to say that uh, Vincent Companies said that, oh, you know, he's had a bit of a setback. I'm so frustrated, man. And mm-hmm. and I, what I don't want people to do is what I've already seen. And people going, oh, here we go, another Goodmanson, another Brady. Like it's one injury, all right. He's had a setback, mm-hmm. but it's one injury. But um, yeah, excited to see him play, but just frustrated at, at the latest news. He's
1: he's in the list from Sky Sports, which is quite mad considering we're not in the Premier League anymore. Sky Sports have actually done a feature on us at some point. Um, And he's in the top 10 youngsters to look forward to this season. You don't get a label like that. I know he's come from League One and I know it is a step up, but how many goals did he get last season? Like 23 odd goals, 22 goals, 13 assists. Like the bloke can score a goal as well. Like he doesn't just score from two yards getting across the box and tapping it in. He hits the ball from 40 yards and it just it, it beelines into top corner. He, I, I said it last week. He is the player that you need in the championship. You only need one fantastic player that can pull you out of any poor performance and get you something from a game. He's that player. is that good. I am so confident that he will be a success at Burnley. People just need to wait. Still see it as a surprise. I know a setback's frustrating. But he will be so exciting when he comes back. He'll be brilliant.
0: Yeah, I don't know how many goals he got exactly last season, but I do know he won the League One player of the year. And there was some decent competition from uh I can't remember his name up at Sunderland, but Sunderland obviously did very well last season as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of them I've I've seen the goal and I do think he'll he'll fit in perfectly and he'll help us in the situations where teams are just refusing to come out and play because, like you say, you can ping one in the top bins from from twenty five yards. So if a team's just gonna sit off us, here you are, Scott, stick it in the top bin. Obviously, easier said than done. I think I said the exact same sentence last week, but it's one of them. And, and even if they, even if they think, oh, hold on, Scott Twine's on now, he's, got, he's stuck us top top bins. We'll have to come at him now. Then obviously, gaps will appear because they're going to try and close us down. So, yeah, fingers crossed. We could, we can get him we can get him fit soon. Hopefully, hopefully he's back for Cardiff because it is two weeks now till the next game, which you know is a shame, but it gives Twine more chance to get back. Uh, one more couple of things on the game, uh, Teller. I don't know if you noticed. But he got doubled up on every time uh, Murić had the ball and we looked to play that long ball over the top. And they went for it a couple of times, but every time there was two plays on him straight away. So teams are starting to work little things out about us already, which you'd expect It's 10 games in. But obviously we've still got the win in the end, so that just goes to show that we are able to adapt and then play in a different way. But um, it was quiet yesterday, was Teller. But like I said, he was getting doubled up on. So it's one of them things. It just shows how well he's been playing if teams are doubling up on him.
1: Yeah, I mean, Vincent Company is clearly a very competent manager. He clearly knows what he's doing. And I think not only other teams are seeing how we play, but the second he sees that, he'll know how to adapt into a game because we have very adaptable players now. Before, we had one style of play. That was it. If that style of play didn't work, you're getting blown away for five. Like, yeah. But now we're in a position where, you know, Brownell can drop deeper. And, and you see that sometimes in games where if he's not receiving the ball in the channels, you know, through the lines, he drops back to receive the ball and then other players spread and then the wingers come and then Roberts moves into the right hand side. And players, you know, you can see these patterns of play. And this is the thing that I'm actually really enjoying about us right now is it's not get the ball to Benson and Connor Roberts is a million miles that way and don't, and don't do anything. He comes up not even just to touch the ball just to give an option so that somebody has to think he's there and then all of a sudden balls pinged in behind and and, and you're worrying about that and then you've got other players moving around but we don't seem to play with this specific formation i don't think i, I think we're very adaptable in the game we'll start yeah. with the formation he sets up with but however we attack the players that start it and the players that are involved kind of move into the attack with it. Uh, it it's a joy to watch to be fair after watching I have to admit, a few years of very drabby football, it is quite nice to see us look like a positive footballing outfit. It's nice to see.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree, to be honest, mate. It's it's one of them. You, you sometimes feel like a bit of an idiot if you if you sort of like slag the previous management off or say something like that, like the football wasn't great. But you know, we had nine years of it. It did very well. But you know, it when you're not doing well, it can get it can get pretty poorly pretty quickly. But you mentioned in the style of play there and things like that. So as we usually do, I'll bring in some stats, of course. It was seventy two percent possession, thirteen goal attempts, six on goal, only one more than them in the end, to be fair. Uh, so they did a little bit better with their shots, but um obviously not that better because we scored two they scored one shots off goal five block shots two i'm i'm surprised at this one i felt like they brought us down quite a lot i know we made a couple of decent game management fouls later on uh, someone picked up a yellow card i can't remember who it was towards the end for a, a, a very very good tackle very good foul should i say um so we had six free kicks to their 14 eight corner kicks to their five but again just looking at that that just apart from the free kicks one it just shows pretty much I'm gonna to say total dominance, but it's not because obviously there was 15-20 minutes at the end of the first half where they were the better side and, and could have easily gone in two one-up and that changes the game entirely. But that just goes, that tells the story in itself, doesn't it? The better side again and um worthy winners.
1: Yeah, we deserve to win the game, definitely. I thought we created enough in this game in particular to to, to get a win. I think um the, the main thing that I would like to see less of is when they are in possession or teams are in possession, they do work it quite well against us. They do mm. they do get into some positions. Bristol City weren't at the races yesterday. But to have nine attempts and five on target with 28% possession, it's pretty good going, to be fair. I'd like to see that a lot lower. I'd like to see us having 13 shots, six on target and having four goal attempts, two on target. Real yeah. dominance in the game. Statistically with possession, you'd normally think you don't really concede many chances. I think for the possession we have, we should concede a lot less chances than we do at the moment. Yeah. Um, But again, you're talking about three points and and a 2-1 win and you try to nitpick at things. It was just a good performance. Like We we played well. We did
0: deserve to win. Yeah, it's the nature of a podcast though, isn't it, mate? You've got Absolutely. you've got to find things to talk about <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes Absolutely. it can be difficult. Trust me, last season, uh, I didn't really want to do some podcasts. Um, get thinking about your man of the matches then in the comments, because we'll start wrapping up in a minute. I just do wanna Touch on the league table, because I don't really bother looking at the league table, I'll be honest with you, until we're about 10 games in. We're 10 games in now, so now seems a perfect time. Sheffield United do seem like they are the team to beat. They've currently won four games in a row, only lost one sole season, but so have we. Um, but they have managed to turn more of their draws into wins, only two draws to our five, seven wins to our four. Norwich in second as well. That could have been a little bit different, of course, if we managed to play them uh, before the, the game. In my opinion, rightly got called off for the death of the Queen. Um, we could easily be on 20 points now. Um, I say easily. It would have been a tough game. Uh, ready new mm-hmm. surprise package up in third. So I don't want to sound too uh, dismissive of them, but they will fade away. And I think mm-hmm. we will naturally just go to that third spot uh, unless we get some competition off some of the other clubs that aren't doing very well at the minute. Like your Watford's who are down in tenths like your Middlesbrough's Jesus. I didn't know they were that far down. Who are 22nd? That is a little bit funny, though. Um, (laughs) And even West Brom as well. You know, I thought they were quite impressive against us. They had a very, very good midfield. Ultimately, I felt that the draw was quite lucky uh, on their part. But I was quite impressed with their midfield. Because I believe we've got the best midfield in the championship. But then when we played against them, they had more joy against us. So, testament to them, to be fair, for for how well they played. But 10 games in... I know we've kind of discussed it already, but a lot of things have changed. We've been told, as I put the tweet up recently, to be patient. I've said it myself on the Links Live column. Trust the process. We will make progress, but it will be slow. It's not that slow, is it? We're fourth after 10 games and only three points off the top two. So we've got to be happy with that, haven't we? Anyone who says they're not happy with that, then I don't really know what much else you're expecting.
1: I think... It's like the comment before. Some people just want to moan about things. Like I, I've been in, I, I last season especially, and a few season seasons before that. It was so hard to find a positive with regards to Burnley. It was so hard. Like you you'd force yourself to, and, and I don't want to sound too overly critical, and don't want to get you know any backlash from this. But I don't think Dwight McNeil was a very good footballer. I still don't think he's a very good footballer. But because he did something slightly different compared to how we've played previously, everybody just lapsed to him as this huge beacon of positivity. It's been it's been so hard performances last year were rubbish. You know, um going into games you thought you were beaten by everybody. I, I couldn't think of a single team last season where I thought Do you know what we could beat him because I thought we were that bad. This season I go into every game so positive so ready for three o'clock kickoffs. so ready for midweek games, booking tickets left, right and centre. I'm ready to go to every game. And this is all down to this positive style of football and people buying into this new system. I feel like everybody needs to do it, but of course not everybody can, but you have to buy into this new system. This new system is so exciting. The way we break teams down and grind them down, it seems slow, but if you've got a footballing brain and you watch it happen in the game, it's fantastic to watch. We, we break teams down, create enough chances in a game. Football's football sometimes. In, at the Preston game, we were the better team. We didn't win, we drew. Okay, it's a point. You know, West Brom, we didn't deserve a point at all. We got a point, it is what it is. How, where we are in the league now, fourth in the table, um, you know, like you said, three points off kind of the top, the, the, you know, top two, you're laughing. You're absolutely laughing. And and you're getting performances to match it as well, which is perfect.
0: Yeah, completely agree with everything you just said. I'm I'm very happy with it. I expected us to start slower. I expected us around the ten game mark to be around maybe tenth, twelfth, just finding his feet. And there was some performance earlier in the season where I thought, fair enough, it's it's just gonna be like that. Hull at home, Luton at home. Even Watford away at the time, I was like, Okay, you know, these are a good side. But I think now that they've you know they even lost to Blackburn Rovers for God's sake. That just shows how poor that they are. Um, but now they're down in tenth again. I, I, we were a little unlucky in that game, though. You know we hit the bar. I think we had one just flash wide of the post. Um, so there was signs early in the season where it was going to be a slow start, but they've seemed to just eradicate that. They've 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 made use of better players. They've they've changed things around a little bit. Murich has got better as the season has gone on. Um, they they do seem to be buying more into the playing out from the back. You know, There's certain occasions now where they don't just do it for the sake of doing it. They have hit it long on occasion. A couple of occasions yesterday, I thought we could have done it a little bit earlier, but we've still Mm -hmm. done it. It's better than conceding the goal like we did against Blackpool. So like I said, fourth in the table. Again, don't want to sound ridiculous to Reading, but practically third because they're going to fade. So I'm, I'm very happy with it. And I don't see how people are... Unhappy with it, but like you say, not everyone can buy into it. I think because we've had so much of a certain thing for so long, and that mm-hmm. thing was very successful for us up until last season. Then a certain people who have got used to it—I'm going to say certain generation—but I'm finding it is coming from certain people across all generations. Yeah. Like certain people who bought into that style so well are now going to struggle to buy into this style. But mm. all, all that we can do is keep winning games, and then these people will um, eventually um, come to come to the. I'm going to say correct thinking, but a, yeah, a new definitely. way of thinking. Uh, Harry one two three four says think there's more to come from this team. Still really good start considering the new manager and 13 new signings. I think it was 16 new signings in the end, yeah. Harry. To be Staying. fair. Um. So yeah, again, there's not much more you can add to that. To be honest, Sam. No. But um, do we weigh where we are at the minute? We can only be happy. We can only be positive. The only
1: way that we can go now is up.
0: The you know.
1: I mean, you know, no, okay, it's not the only way. We can go. We can't very easily fall off, um, but you know, the only way that individuals can go is up. They can't, you know, you can't get any worse. We, we we're performing well in 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 certain games. A lot of players are coming into their own, fitting into the systems, fitting into how we play. Um, it, like I say, it's brilliant to see. If you go back to if you go back to the dice here, I think there is. Like you said there will still be people that bought into that system but again to buy into that system for nine years i've got mates over here they do my head in because they say that we have been one of the most boring teams in world football and do you know what right how we're playing now i get it it must have been so horrible to see us on monday night football playing against yeah. liverpool i know we beat them a few times but it must have been horrible to see us on a fixture list on Sky Sports, thinking I can't wait to watch football when I get home, and it's, it's Burnley, Everton.
0: Yeah, uh, it was one of them for me. Like I never found it boring until the last couple of seasons when mm-hmm. it wasn't working. Like I don't care how we play as long as we're winning games. If we're losing yeah. games, then I'm gonna start being critical and things like that, and yeah, not find it entertaining. But when I saw that the way Preston played against us, that's when I was like, "All right, yeah, yeah. it's, it's hard to be on, on the
1: receiving end of yeah. that type of performance." Yeah, which is weird to yeah. say.
0: Yeah, Uh, man of the match then, I asked some of the comments earlier, I only got a couple, so please feel free if you're still watching to get some comments in, we have around the 40 people mark watching, so get some comments in if you're watching on a device that can get comments in. Um, We've had two comments, like I said, and not one of them is giving it to the person that I thought everyone would give it to. Sue says, "My man of the match is Cullen. Goes under the radar for what he does. Take him out the team, and it'll be a big miss. Yesterday, he stopped some shots with some good blocks. Completely agree. To be fair, Cullen is a fantastic player. Um, and you say that about taking out the team. You know, people don't really understand what he's doing because go out the radar. It's exactly the same as Jack Cork in that sense. Mm-hmm. He's the same. You take him out the team, and we struggle. Jack Cork makes Burnley a better player, and I think uh, Cullen is one of them people now. The thing about Cullen is, yeah. Cullen, sorry." is he's played in this system before, he's played on the company before, so he knows what's required of him. Um, yeah. So he's been fantastic, fantastic start for the season, to be honest, Sam, and I'm pretty impressed mm. with Cullen.
1: It's a, it's a seamless transition, like you say. Yeah. Of, of all the signings that we've made, he has worked with the manager, he's worked in his system, and he's just brought him to a different club and said, you're playing the same role, go yeah. we'll do what you did for me you know, six months prior, and, and we go again. You've got new teammates, so you'll have to bed in with them but you know how I'm going to set up. That's why I think company obviously said at the time he didn't want to poach anybody from Anderlecht. We've signed some player from them. He is a, yeah. He's so comfortable on the ball, willing to make a pass, gets us up, moving up in the stages. But one thing that does go under the radar with his game is he do, he gets in with the nitty-gritty. He, he, he puts a tackle in. He's always there. He he, he doesn't give yellow cards, but he doesn't give fouls away very often because he's yeah. always there first because he's so nippy. He, he is a good player. He definitely.
0: Yeah, a he's a very good player. And like I said, I do believe we've got the best midfielder in the championship, and and and, he, and he's obviously one of them. I think the three just complement each other perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Cork, we have we have had a couple of votes for Cork. Jamie Bud says Cork, man of the match. Matt Lawcock says Cork. A F I D D 21. I wish some of you lot would get better names because I'm reading out some names. <laughs> like when I'm shouting Sue in the middle of a podcast, I was like, What's he on about? Um <laughs> Pablo says Jay Rod. Uh, Harry1234 says THB. I, I thought everyone had bought Jay. I know Jay got it on the game, so it's a bit of a boring one to say. And I do not like to go against the grain, but always try and find somebody different. And there are people that are deserve it, as people have said. Stuart Rose mm-hmm. just says, Benson, a shining light. It was a shame to see him go off as well because he was playing very well. Mm-hmm. But I thought Jay, I thought Jay were fantastic. The goal, it's not just the header, which is a brilliant header. It's the main way it makes the run across the defender as well. It's a proper striker's goal. Um, and he will come in deep as well and collecting the ball and helping the attack build as well I, I think for me it was jay um just to point out for full transparency i'm surprised no one gave it brown because uh he gets it on the uh, who scored uh team yeah, he, 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 he got win. he got the man of the matches uh, as well on there so um i'm surprised he didn't get any votes uh, af aFIdd 21 says. Oh, I've had this username since I was twenty-one. I'm thirty-eight now. Can't change it. Fair enough. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just call, I'll just call you Adam from now on, then. Maybe. Yeah, perfect. Um, but yeah, mine is Jay. Sam. Who are you going for? Um,
1: I, I agree with you. I think, um, I think it, it does sound boring when it's you know he's also been given it at the game. But I think when you have a near flawless performance as a as a striker, it. I mean, you know, his goal was brilliant. The movement, proving why. He is going to be a 20-goal-a-season striker in at, the, at this level. He's proven it before. He's doing it again. Yeah. You know, he is going to score 20-plus goals this season if he can stay fit. Um, but it isn't only that. It's, like I say, about the new system. We've I've never seen a striker for Burnley not go up for hoofball, not go up for a header and be challenging from a goal kick. He's coming to feet from a midfielder, skipping Brownhill and getting to, getting to Rodriguez, and he gets us a stage higher up the pitch his work rate is fantastic. He he works like a Burnley fan and that's why yeah. everybody loves him because if you or me were on that pitch, I'd run around like a blue ass fly. I would run around for every ball, throw my body at every single tackle and I'd do anything so that Burnley could win the game and he plays like that and he plays how you want a Burnley player to play. He's perfect. He's brilliant. Yeah.
0: I mean, I definitely try and run around like a blue fan. Yeah. I, I think, and I'm not sure after five minutes I've been doing much of that. Uh, but yeah, we like Robin TV. Uh, whose real name is Ben, he mentioned in the comments earlier, uh, said he was all over the pitch class and he's one of our own. Yep, fantastic. Uh, I know I said earlier in the show that Sam had to go and he wouldn't be on all day, but he did send me a text after around 10 minutes saying he can stay now. So Sam, I hope everything is all right. You're not going to get in trouble after this, but we will start wrapping it up now. Thank you to everybody who's uh, been commenting. Thank you to everyone who's been watching. Thank you to Sam, of course, for coming on. And Sam, just before we do wrap it all up, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you and your Burnley page?
1: Uh, yeah, um, it's the Clarets Roundup page on Twitter. Um, just come over and chat everything Burnley. I do it all. I, I Literally, I post nearly every single day about 100 tweets. So just come on over and we'll have a chit-chat.
0: Yeah, so if you miss if you miss debates on live streams or podcasts, head over to Clarets Roundup and Sam will debate with you on there. But if you have just joined us or you joined us halfway through, As usual, the show will stay on YouTube when I press end broadcast. And if you are more of a podcast fan rather than a live stream fan, this podcast will be up in around 20, 25 minutes. Um, And you can listen to it later today. You can listen to it on your commute to work tomorrow. Whatever you want to do. And I do want to say, actually, before I do end the show, two people introduced themselves to me yesterday. One on Lindus Road. Uh, I didn't get his name um and one on the pitch again didn't get his name but just a shout out to them too thank you for introducing yourselves it's always nice to meet people who say they listen to the shows and say they enjoy it it really is because sometimes you know when you when you've got to do four podcasts in a week and you know you've got to go to work you think why am i doing this and then people yeah. say that and you're like yeah that's why i do it so thank you everybody for that thank you to Sam for coming on Thank you to everyone for watching and listening. And we're obviously going to have a bit of a break now because it's the international break. So we might not see too many live shows up until probably post-Cardiff. But I'll, I'll try and obviously do something in between. Um, we'll see what happens. I might just have a break. Um, uh, but yeah, thank you everyone for watching. And we will see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network. 18 plus.